Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What day is it? Please tell me what day it is. Matt, is it Friday? It is Friday. It's it's as they call it, it's podcast day, mate. It is. It's the IGN UK podcast. I'm here with Matt. Hello. Hello. I'm here with Jesse. <laughs> hey there. Dale's going to keep in again. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm here. That's enough from you. Wisdom. Quiet down. <laughs> <laughs> you say oh. you're here. Technically, we're not. We're not actually with each other. Again, it's another no. day where we're isolated. We are isolated. We are remote. If my internet drops, I apologise. I've been having slight issues. If I go robotic, it's not out of choice. I would love to be a robot, because then I couldn't catch viruses. Um, well, you can. I mean, you Computers can, Computers can, yeah. can't they? There you go. Um, there was a big game that came out this week. Mm. But first, the biggest news of all. For the first time in seven months since it was erected in the back of my garden, I visited my <laughs> shed. Wow. What's your what's your review in progress so far? It's a very nice shed, so it surprised mm. me a bit. I heard rumours when it was first installed that <laughs> this was going to be... What? <laughs> that this was going to be a part of it. But not until I saw it with my own eyes did I believe that, yes, in fact, two-thirds of the shed is just a nice sitting area with, like, two nice soft chairs in a table and a candle and wow. it's probably a nice place to sit which i may do at some point over the weekend one third of it is a normal shed with tools but um do you know what maybe i'll make the podcast farm actually a picture of my shed because that's what gets the clicks <laughs> yeah i'd like yeah. to see actually that we can't good. go to did you used to do that thing when you're a kid if you went to like home base or b&q you'd just run around and go in all the sheds when you're like a kid <laughs> And just see what they're all like. I used to do that all the time. Like not, if my parents really, needed something, if they needed something from home base, I'd just go and just like run in all the different sheds and see which one I'd like as my house. Exciting childhood you had yeah. there. Well, <laughs> yeah. now I'm the complete opposite. I haven't been in a shed in in months. Uh, a lot of you, you change as you grow up, you know. It's mad. I do. Uh, do you know what else has changed a lot? The Half Life series. It's now in <laughs> virtual reality. Unbelievable! What will they do? Next? What will they do next? Um, I'm going a little bit mad. Are you selling um, this game on QVC? Because that's what it sounds like, mate. Um, well, I, do you know what? I reckon I could do a good job on that. Would you uh, buy things from me? No, no, not in. I'm not selling. Um, <laughs> you, Matt and Jesse, you've both been playing a new Half-Life game for the first time in 13 years. Did you think you'd ever see this day? Yes. Oh, okay. Absolutely. You're supposed to say no, that's more dramatic. <laughs> no. I mean, for a long time I didn't. Like, it felt like yeah. Half-Life was gone for good. But it turns mm. out it wasn't, and it's back. And arguably, and- Cardi, it's better than ever. Oh, Whoa. what a lovely little phrase to put on a bo- You could be on QVC as well if you want. <laughs> I know, right? We could we yeah. could join together, be the, the game's half hour. Um, how far through are both of you? I feel like I'm almost halfway from what I've played. I've put about, I think, six or five hours into it now. Um, sure. What about you, Matt? 
I think I'm a little further. I am on a on a mission called Jeff, which has <laughs> <laughs> what a great name for him. I know. If, if you go on uh, on IGN dot uh, com at the moment, I believe Tom Marks has written a very nice piece about uh, Jeff, who is uh, a character who I won't spoil for anyone. But that's a treat when you get there. So nice. yeah, I think I'm. I'm. That's probably just a, a, that. That's chapter seven, I think, out of eleven. Right. Okay. So I'm sort of veering towards the final third. And yeah, so far what I've played has been incredibly impressive. Mm. Is it... What is... So there's obviously a lot to unpack of it. Like, I want to play it. Obviously I can't. I was planning on giving it a little go in the office. That's not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. Um, is it, along with being obviously an incredible piece of just development and all the physics and everything is the actual half-life story living up to what you'd want yeah yeah very much so cool. for me i don't know jesse yeah. how do you feel about it um i mean just being able to aside from like you know key story points that happen as you play through the game just being able to go through city 17 again and experience a story within like a more realized version of city 17 is fantastic because you know you're playing through half you were playing through half-life 2 right now um or a little while back so you've seen what City 17 looks like, you know, back in, what, 2004? But playing through it now, it's everything sticks out so much more like, you know, the post-Soviet architecture. It feels like, it feels really dishonored. And I, didn't, oh, I wasn't so, really anticipating that, to be fair. Uh, that's interesting that you feel that, Jesse, because I actually think it's very, like, dishonored. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's for several reasons that. So A, uh, Victor Antonov, I think, was the original designer of City 17. He's the guy that designed right. Dunwall. Oh, okay. So, you, so now, now, so now it all makes a, sense. There is a link in the art style. But the way that I found a feeling of Dishonored is... So basically, because it's in VR, it's not as fast as a traditional Half-Life game. Like, Half-Life is yeah. actually a really fast shooter. Oh, no, um, absolutely. Lots, yeah, lots of enemies. Um, Gordon actually moves really, really quickly. And there's a lot of, like you know gangs of enemies and hot swapping between weapons and stuff like that in vr you can't do that because when you are the controller <laughs> you're just nowhere near as fast as you can be with like a mouse and keyboard or a controller yeah absolutely so um but what that means is the way that kind of the environments are designed there's a lot more like there's a lot more details through things yeah 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 well, i've seen which there's a lot like... more cover which you'd never really use in half-life before it seems more of a cover shooter from the bits i've seen well yeah because sort of like it's it's one of these that like it Acardi, I know you've played a bit of VR, so you might understand mm. a bit of this, but like actual gunfights in VR are relatively sort of frightening compared to what they are in <laughs> normal games because uh, I relish Oh them. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you haven't fought the combine in, in I VR have not yet. Yet. Uh, They are like and so that's the thing, like when we've been playing Half Life Two, what mm. like uh a pack of like eight or nine combine is not. It's, a, it's an absolute joke, and that's what I encountered when I'm playing it. Like in my head, you know, I've finished Half Life Two many times, and you know, combine zombies, head crabs, and stuff—they're all a joke in the game because you're sprinting past them, you know, just shooting them quickly. But in VR, it's it's like now it's serious. Z- now you're the are, joke, <laughs> basically, because zombies yeah. are actually scary in this game now, and mm-hmm. especially head crabs when they jump at you and combine. You know, they're. They're not yeah. a joke. I don't anymore, want though. anything jumping at my face. It's not what well, I mean. You're going, you're going to have a have lot of that. To. Yeah. But <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, maybe I won't. When you go up against like combine, there'll normally only be two or three of them because actually taking on two or three is quite difficult when you've got to do all the shooting. You've got to 
effectively run around your bedroom or office or wherever you've got it set up hiding behind pretend bits of cover <laughs> yeah like reloading actual guns where you have to like pull magazines out of a backpack slide them into mm. the gun pull back like the slider i would love to watch you play in this game just set up a webcam for 10 minutes <laughs> please uh, I'll, Mate, I'll, I've, uh, got, I've got tons I'll of footage let's <laughs> <laughs> think it's but, not something you you think about when you're playing a game because you know once you empty that clip the game's either going to reload for you or you have to press a button and vr it's something you have to actually think about so when i'm playing i'm counting mm. the amount of bullets i have so i know i have to reload after i shoot this or how many enemies there are there's just there's a lot to deal with <laughs> those gravity gloves look very very fun and works, that yeah. does so get well. around a lot of the issue of having to do those movements and you don't really have to bend do you because you can just pick up everything by looking at it kind of yeah, essentially yeah there's some really fun bits where so for example um you know uh, like uh laser trip wires are a staple of half-life mm. um and you've played a mission. I know we were playing a mission not too long ago in Half-Life 2 where there were a load of them. Well, oh, yeah. in, Alex, in Alex, you can disarm them. But there is a, a an interesting feeling of literally like crouching down in real life to get to a tripwire that's at sort of ankle height and using a tool to very, very carefully defuse it. Like, you do get that weird Mission Impossible vibe of it's like one, <laughs> one miss sort of movement with my hands and i'll mm. blow myself up yeah. like mm. it's got that to it but yeah sort of like if you're picking up individual things and this is why i say it reminds me a bit of dishonored is in dishonored like every cupboard is potentially hiding a secret potentially has something that you can use and that's yeah. exactly the same in half-life like the actual environments aren't anywhere near as big as a classic half-life game so for example like you know how nova prospect or black mesa is it's massive and it's endless corridors that loop around yeah. and maze together. In Half-Life Alex, like you're in much more realistically sized buildings. So like yeah, the biggest the one I've been in is probably a hotel, which I think is probably what you're doing at the moment, Jesse. Yeah, and that's fairly tiny. It made me realise as well that like the games that we play on console and PC and stuff, when you think you're in a realistic environment, usually it's not really double the size of what it should be in real life, but when you're playing a game in VR it's often scaled properly yeah. so it's a lot it's a lot more tight and it's actually made me realize that that's how a lot of games are designed is that they're yeah, all like usually because, doubled up yeah yeah and it's because like you need so much more space because there's a lot more enemies in normal games and like you move a lot faster than real people do but when you're in vr yeah. and you have to have the realistic constraints but it does mean that every room in alex is filled with so much more than a normal half-life game would be so it sounds really boring when I try to explain to you that like quite a lot of the joy from Half-Life is scrabbling through cupboards and, and opening yeah. things and seeing what's inside. Well, I saw a good... There was a great quote from... I think it was Tom's piece you were talking about that I think Chapter 7 of Alex has more physics objects than the whole of Half-Life 2. Yeah. Really? Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I mean, it's honestly the, not surprising. The thing that it does so well, okay. though, is the fact that everything... Fi- Despite the fact that nothing has weight, everything feels like it should do. So it's like what I, I tend to do a lot of is going up to doors and pushing them open with like the the barrel of my pistol. Yeah, so like the like the <laughs> so the speak. resistance that that door offers up feels like it's genuinely got the weight of a door. And if I pick up a cardboard box and chuck it over my shoulder, the mm. way that the physics in game work, it makes it feel light, like a cardboard box. Well, that's what I was. To- gonna ask because how does throwing grenades feel because 
I've often uh, that's the one thing in VR games like throwing things never feels right to me. Yeah, it, it, I, I feel like it works. It, it works well in Alex, and I don't know if it's the case that like maybe it's just really easy to throw grenades in Alex, but. I feel like there, there might be some kind of auto-aim or something when it comes to grenades. Like, I've never really missed a throw, and I don't know if that's because the game knows that throwing isn't particularly easy in VR anyway. Well, you so, are a gold medal shot putter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, I agree with you, Cardi, on that, like, in general, I hate throwing things in VR because it just doesn't work. It's, I mean, Jesse might be right in that there's a certain amount of auto-help. I just genuinely think that because Valve have limitless budget, basically... <laughs> They've just made an incredible physics engine, which works mm-hmm. in yeah. VR. Um, because it's like, so I was playing a section, well, in Chapter 7 at the moment, like as I said, there are a lot of physics elements. But the one of the areas I was in was just full of vodka bottles. So I just started <laughs> playing baseball in there. Like I was using a plank and chucking the bottles in the air and bashing them across the room. And like, if that works in VR, you can do that with head crabs as well. That's quite funny. I've done, like, a, a hammer throw with a head crab. That's fun, through through a window. Um, but, yeah, like, it all works as it should do, which is yeah. that on top of what is genuinely... I'd say it's slightly more survival horror than what traditional Half-Life is because it to, to allow you to deal with a slightly slower pace. Yeah. Um, the world... Have, have all of you watched um, Annihilation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, so... Because you're seeing City 17 from a slightly different perspective that Gordon does, you're seeing sort of like how all the the elements from the planet Zen have started to infiltrate like yeah. Earth, and it's got a real like that. You know how in in Annihilation you've got like those corpses that have sort of like weirdly mutated into the wall with all the flora over them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an awful lot of that, which nice. is incredible to see in what. I honestly think might be the most realistic game I've looking game I've ever played. There's something about Source 2's texture work that yeah. is so understated that you just forget that it's graphics. It just yeah. sort of feels real it until the physics slightly glitch out. Like I yeah. did have a yeah. head crab that got stuck on a toilet handle, and as I was pulling <laughs> it off the toilet, just the entire system broke down and smashed through <laughs> the pan. And it's like okay. When you've got the occasional little glitches, because it's VR, I think it takes you out of the game more than what a normal game would. Yeah. But considering 97% of the time, it's just this incredible, properly weighted, scary, full-on mm-hmm. Half-Life game that's actually adding stuff to the Half-Life world. Yeah. Like, I. Uh, it does sound incredible, but the thing after you saying all the things you've been doing, the kind of thing I just want now is just valve to make a massive warehouse room full of stuff i can just chuck around and smash well i think they've just made like a, a they, smash they made room a demo. that's what i want yeah that sounds I, I like swear the they map. made a demo yeah yeah they have made that and you can just have do they? that already yeah. well i don't have the valve index so that's where i'm going <laughs> but that's that's the weird thing as well a lot of people saying oh i can't get into half-life alex because i don't have a valve index and because i don't have this huge room you can get into it like relatively i mean not cheap, but you know you can get a, a Rift S and actually experience Half Life Alex at its full potential, minus you know the uh, index controller where you have like control over your fingers individually and such. Mm-hmm. You know it's still approachable to get into mm. VR. Yeah, so I think if I you've got a PC, venture. yeah, if you've got a PC that that will run like relatively modern games, and you get as as Jesse says, probably the the Rift S is the best value. I've got a, a, a Quest which is obviously that you can play stuff without the need for 
a PC, but for Alex, you do need a PC. And then I've got about a meter squared in my room that I play in, um, but you can play it completely sitting down if you don't have that space. And there are elements that I sort of wish I got a bit more space because uh, in my meter, what I like to do is, like, if I'm approaching doors, it does feel quite fun to actually walk through the door rather than using the analog stick to walk through it and that yeah allows you just that little bit extra magic and that makes me wish like oh i wish i got an entire room so i could explore Mm. entire rooms but so in general it doesn't we do yeah if we do get half-life 2 episode 3 or half-life 3 whatever it'll be yeah um that wasn't meant to be a little poem um Would you want it to be in VR, or would you feel do you feel it'd be weird for them to go back to a non-VR Half-Life game now? I mean, that's the thing. Like the way Valve, you know, go about designing games. They only they only want to make a Half-Life game when there's something to innovate on. And since mm-hmm. Half-Life Alex has pushed the boat for VR games, like how else will they innovate when it comes to Half-Life? You know, three or Episode three, and um, whether it'll be like a traditional first-person shooter as was Half-Life two. Um, I just want to see more of the Source two engine that's 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 what i want oh, really imagine portal 3 in vr well they've said that, that would, they won't oh, do portal in vr because the momentum yeah that, that would make people sick <laughs> yeah but i still want to do it <laughs> no for me like i actually want, i like throwing up yeah <laughs> i actually I want half-life 3 <laughs> to be a traditional game because i want to, as jesse says i want to see what their innovation in traditional tech is but I do mm-hmm. absolutely want to see another Half-Life VR game. I'd sort of like them to do, like, maybe the main chapters are in traditional and each one, like, whatever the new version of the gravity gun and source and, and physics-based rendering is, I want to see that in whatever Half-Life 3 is. Then I want to see, like, maybe Half-Life Barney, which because that's what sort of like the original Half Life. What the purple dinosaur? No, <laughs> yeah. Barney. The, that would be amazing. Barney the <laughs> security guard. You fool! No, no, no. We want the purple dinosaur <laughs> so everyone can clean up and do their share in VR. I mean, it, it it sounds like a good idea. It sounds like a good idea, not Barney the fucking purple dinosaur, but to have no, that you know, does sound a good idea. <laughs> no, to have traditional Half Life three and then have the equivalent of a blue shift or an opposing exactly. force in VR. Yeah. yeah because i want to see what they (laughs) yeah i just want to see what like now i've seen what valve can do in vr like i know they're absolutely the right company to make like transformative vr experiences and Mm, so i do want to see way more of those but also like i i still feel that like they've got something to offer normal games and also i do want people to be able to play it and obviously where we are at the moment i think they made absolutely the right choice to make alex in vr but i'd like someone else to be able like a wider proportion of people to be able to play half-life as well yeah Yeah. i think a lot of people and it may be what i end up doing is we'll just end up watching this game on youtube yeah because they can't actually play it but we'll see i do definitely want to play it just because it just looks unique well you know when the office opens up again i'll 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 bring my rift s in and you can have a play well we have we we have stuff in the office don't worry that's true (laughs) um that's a good question ign underscore uk feedback ign.com what game or series would people think would work well in vr like given the half-life treatment what game would you like to see in vr sonic 
No, that sounds, that sounds terrible. You definitely throw up Sonic in yeah. VR. I, I think... Uh, Apart from Barney the Dinosaur. How would a Barney the Dinosaur VR game survival work? Survival horror with Barney. Oh, exactly. God. Survival horror. Survival horror. Like, Five Nights at Freddy with Barney the Dinosaur and his friends. Now, that's a treat. No, thank you. <laughs> a treat? Absolutely <laughs> no, thank terrible. you. Terrible. <laughs> well, let people, let us know. Um, so, while you guys have been enjoying the horrors of head crabs and no it's not quite a post-apocalypse but it's it's war torn yes. i have been having a lovely time in animal crossing still still playing that are you it's so every good. day yeah uh this morning i haven't turned it on today yet, actually <gasps> but my uh residential services will be upgraded oh that's good so i'll, I'll get to see that i've got the second room in my house oh, i've got every fruit i've now got three no uh five villager friends with me Oh, so you're I've living got, the uh, life. Me, You've, you're quite yeah, far ahead. I've then. Got the, yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, I know how to play this game. <laughs> yeah, don't test me. Uh, I've got Marcel. The dog, mm-hmm. I believe he's a dog. Yeah. Um, sorry if he's not. He's he seems cool. Uh, he likes <laughs> he likes to be out and about. He's rarely indoors. Mm. Uh, so I'm envious. Um, <laughs> Marina the octopus. She's uh, very fun, if if not a little bit ditzy. Well, that's what that's but, you know, right, isn't it? No, and uh, I'm not getting a lot from her. That's what I'm saying. She's nice enough, but I'm not getting a lot. She, you say you want to use people when it comes to no, like, no, residents I'm of not, your island. I'm not getting a lot of good conversation from her. Fair enough. And she hasn't really given like she hasn't given me any gifts either, which is a little bit rude. I mean, have you given her any gifts? Have you like you know? I believe I did. Outside her house, or I gave like her that? a home. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty great gift, actually. And I've got Tutu the bear. She seems very nice. That's, that's full of full of life and vigor. That's very pleasant. So, isn't uh, it? Matt, you look fairly bemused by all this. I don't. I sort of don't get it. Like <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I felt before I started playing it, and now I absolutely love it. Um, so, Cardi, is this your first? It is this is your first Animal Crossing? Crossing. Yeah. Mm. Same here. For I'm me. having a lovely time. I was on the fence about getting it, and I decided not to because a sort of like none of the Nintendo Directs had really convinced me, and Joe hadn't convinced me. And normally Joe's quite good at convincing me on stuff that I wouldn't typically play. <laughs> but I'm sort of I've got quite a lot of FOMO because everyone's talking about it. But also yeah. I'm quite pleased that I'm not playing it because for what seems to be supposed to be quite a relaxing game. There seems to be so much stress on Twitter about people <laughs> trying to make sure that they're oh, keeping pace. Oh, there's no stress. Like, everybody just yeah, wants to I'll keep pace take... and not fall behind, and like, I don't want that. Nah, just play as you want to play it. I barely touched it yesterday, but... Mm. I, mean, yeah, that's, that's... I did a lot of fishing last night because it was raining, yeah. and I got, certainly I got myself a couple of red snappers. So <laughs> that's... Laughing all the way to the bank. That's that's the weird thing with Animal Crossing, is that obviously you see on Twitter and online, and elsewhere that people are like you know uh putting their clocks forward on their switches to um, unlock stuff early and you know like duplicate items and stuff but i mean the way i've been playing is i guess how it's intended where you know you just you play day by day you don't forward your clock or anything like the first day when i started animal crossing you have to then wait the day after to get your home like yeah. actually built and don't time skip that's that takes away the whole point of the game it's meant yeah, to be and, casual and relaxing and that's the thing it is relaxing and i thought that would actually turn me off that you know, things are done, like, in real time with Animal Crossing, but then it actually gives you something to look forward to, because, you know, you do what you can in one day, and then it's like, oh, you know, my museum is being built the next day, or I know that tomorrow that this event is happening. 
and it's just is a nice little relaxing thing to look forward to mm. i've got so many fossils uh yesterday got myself a lovely little bit of coprolite <laughs> uh does everyone know what coprolite is no no can you it's can just fossilized poo oh, oh that's good <laughs> so, there we go there we go. That was a treat. Uh, I got a Tricera skull as well, I think. And I think a Triceratops might be my favourite dinosaur. So. Yeah. You've got a favourite dinosaur? Not Barney. <laughs> Not. <laughs> what, an Animal Crossing or just. Imagine real if life. I got a fossilised Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> that would be disgusting. Just purple bones. Yeah. Um, but outside of, you know, <laughs> how much relaxing fun we're having with Animal Crossing, what's, what made you make New Horizons the first Animal Crossing you wanted to play? Like, um, what convinced you to get it? Got a lot of time on my hands these days. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. It's the perfect time to play this game. It came out at the yeah, perfect yeah. time because we're all at home and it's actually, mm. it's a really nice escape from all the yeah. bullshit I've that's happening. I've always wanted to play one. People I know have always liked them. I just never owned a 3DS, so I mm. didn't play New Leaf. Right, uh, So, yeah, I missed that one. And that was yeah. the one people I knew were playing, and yeah, I'm in now. And yeah, I just love, I just like visiting people, giving them a bit of fruit. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I, 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 sir, I just love giving gifts to people, and yeah, you know, I try and do that daily. I don't know about you, I try and brighten up people's lives. <laughs> and I mean, that's someone say something, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, what I'm about to say, it's it's the cooperative aspect of the game. If you're if you don't have like you know your Nintendo online subscription, you're missing out on a huge portion of the game, which is you know visiting mm-hmm. other people's islands, like trading things and stuff. Like, I never thought I'd get excited about the fact that I can go to my mate's island and get some pears, so I know I could plant them in my island mm. and stuff. Because and I I hate pears in real life as well. They're probably my least favorite fruit. Well, so. I can't trust But they make me a tidy profit, so I'm having a good time. Yeah. Is there a better thrill at the moment in my life than seeing <laughs> the silhouette of a present and a balloon hover over my island? I don't it think there is. It is very exciting. Other than Get when, that slingshot out. Yeah, but then I did that the other day, and then my present fell into the water, so I missed uh, that entirely. I did that so once. I feel like a prick. Yeah, yeah that is stupid. Yeah. But other than that, well, it's a supremely relaxing game. It's very nice, and it is the perfect game to play if you're watching some tv yeah and god knows do we have a lot of time to watch tv as well so outside of when we're working because we're all working yeah. very hard yes yes <laughs> um let's kick off with some things we've been watching on tv some Ooh. recommendations maybe i'm kicking off with the obvious one and i think dale's gonna help me out with this one because i haven't seen anything like this in a while let's go after tiger know, king yeah. on netflix Ooh. Oh yeah! I just <laughs> introed that like I was going to roll the trailer or something. Not <laughs> <Yeah>. doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't know what the Tiger King is, it's a seven-part Netflix documentary. They're about forty, forty-five minutes each, I think. Jesus! And it's mm-hmm. kind of imagine making a murderer, but done by Louis Farou. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of got that sort of vibe to it. It's it's the Netflix documentary style of talking heads and. It looks amazing Cliff. and it's well produced. There's always but, a cliffhanger at the yeah, end of every episode. It, and fun. it's got this sort of dark underlying story at times. At times it's just laughable. But it's also got 
the most bizarre set of characters I've seen in a documentary probably since King of Kong. And that is yeah. one of my favorite documentaries as well. So, because I saw the trailer got... for this uh, last night, and I thought it was yeah. like one of those fake scripted, like mockumentary things, and no, it turns it's... out to be entirely real. That's the thing. So it's about so the Tiger King is this man called Joe Exotic, <laughs> who was featured, <laughs> who was featured in a Louis Through documentary about yeah. big cats a while ago. Right. Okay. And it's he about also, he says names. Joe Exotic. He has about four different names. Yeah, I know. It's mad. (laughs) That's what he goes by. He is the Tiger King. And it's his story. And I'm not, I don't want to spoil it because there's lots of different ways it goes. It goes up and down and twists and turns. Mm. But it's basically. Has he done any story as well? No, there's so many different people. It's like, for me, there's like there's three main characters and it feels like the first three episodes it's like each episode kind of focuses on one character maybe not the first episode but Mm. the subsequent ones do and then it kind of like builds them all together as well yeah and then there's there's certain episodes where the person you're supposed to think is likable they'll have one episode where you actually make they'll make you hate them everyone really it's like everyone in this program has something wrong with them and it's but often in hilarious ways yeah sometimes in very much not but um it's kind of just i mean is it a bit of at a the same time around? everything seems so far-fetched and unbelievable in it but i also wouldn't put it past anyone in that program to have done all the things they say they've done <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's worth explaining joe exotic a little bit more as well so yeah he's, he, like, he's an extreme <laughs> narcissist <laughs> like, yeah. He, he's a man. He desperately man. wants to be famous. I think really. this is set in and Oklahoma, I think, just to get you an idea of the sort yeah. of area of the world we're talking about. And he, he starts off this zoo with all like good intentions and he seemed to care about it for a while, but then clearly we're at a point in his life now where all he cares about is being famous. Mm. And he tries several ways of achieving and that. And my well. word is he trying to be a pop star. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are some of the best. There's one scene in particular which, at one, p- is part heartbreaking, part I can't believe I'm watching this. <laughs> and I think Dale will know this. Like he decides to sing a song at a time when a song did not need to be sung. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, uh, I think it's like in the fifth or sixth episode. But so the best thing about his music stuff is he's done so many songs. That they always have a song for every moment, every yeah. moment. Really? Yeah. and whatever he's, mood is reflected he's songs. got a song for it i'm definitely <laughs> playing his hit i saw a tiger at the end of this episode <laughs> i like the hair kitty kitty i should that one. Uh, I, I need nah. to check i need to check if he's on spotify then need to listen well, to some of these tracks what you should do though i don't want to explain too much because if you don't know about him or his story yeah. just watch the documentary don't right. get it ruined for you i think from what there's from, also go ahead go on just Oh no! From what I but saw, there's also <laughs> this is what happens when it's over the internet. You know what, Dale? You go, go on, ahead. Jesse. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, right. So there's there's also a couple of like absolutely incredible moments where you see see like real life reactions to things. There's yeah. one. There's a there's a traumatic scene where you see that play out in real time. And it's it's just captivating. It's That's just a, unbelievable. It has every genre of thing in it. It's yeah. It's unbelievable. That's what I was going to ask. About that bit as, come on, Jim, is it? You can ask your question. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, is is it is it a piss take throughout, or are there some like really no. serious, uncomfortable moments? Oh, there's like, genuine. There's there's those. It's not yeah. really 
I don't think they've they didn't go into making this to take the piss out of him. He yeah. does that himself. There's there's no like you know that, you know that you know that cat documentary on Netflix. There's no like moments like that. Is no, there? it's not as serious as that. Okay, there's cool. there's other people making fun of him, and then also other people making fun of other people because they are a lot of ridiculous people who do ridiculous things. Yeah, mm. uh, but there's but then there's like moments where there's. I'm not going to say what it is, but there's the, a moment where the documentary crew tell one of the characters on camera something that he didn't know, and you see his like real reaction, Ooh. and he just couldn't believe it at that moment. Yeah. There's some absolutely like fantastic moments like that, but then there's all that's mixed with all these wacky things of yeah. him doing his own songs. And there's about eight people trying to all backstab each other and try and get away with it. Oh, it's just <laughs> this sounds. I just mad. want to watch it again. I, it's it's so good. Um, I've also restarted watching The Wire. Just because that's a good program, isn't it? Is it because you don't know the way down in a hole? I am. I am feeling a bit like that. <laughs> Matt, very good. Um, I'm also really desperate for some heroin. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can't tell. Um, that's a joke. What season are you on? Your shed. <laughs> I'm only on season one. I'm like six episodes. Oh, in, that's good. So though, I'm isn't starting it? from the start again. Oh, did it's you, so good. Did you say that was your favourite show, or was it Mad Men? No, Mad Men is the wire. Oh, okay. like in the top 10 somewhere but it's right, been a while enough. since i watched the wire and i can't i can remember season one and two very well i can't remember the last three as well so i'm looking forward to getting to those as well right fair enough no because i haven't actually seen the wire um matt dale have you guys watched the wire before because i haven't yeah, actually I'm seen a, it before i'm a big fan of the wire dale right okay yeah uh, yeah, I watched it all um, quite a while ago now, actually, so I barely remember it, to be honest. When it was first on TV, I, I kind of watched it all. Mm. And um, it's, it's, it's a very good show, but is it's Cardi, you're right there, mate. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, went, yeah. you went a bit staticky for yeah. a moment, but now you're back. You went, you went, I, fro- you I think my thing way. froze for about 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, now you're muted <laughs> as well. Okay. You know what? Good fun. Good fun all What are we talking about? Online. I think we're... <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> we're breaking down the wire for Jesse. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's, it's just... It's just a very well written, probably the best police show. Well, I'd probably. say it's, I I I class it more as it's a crime show because it it's not mm-hmm. just about the police; it's about the the criminals as well. Yeah, but the you criminals, see both sides. Yeah, the criminals yeah. are not portrayed as. I mean, some of them are just mm. horrendous crime lords, but it yeah. is it's to emphasise that like a lot of people fall into crime because of the situation they're in, because yeah. of the way that the I'd city treats say... them. Mm. Yeah, it's second to The Sopranos as crime shows to me, but they're sort of different vibes, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. But they're both just HBO. Um, I would know just what like doing, to point they? out that I can no longer uh, hear. That's my <laughs> um, input. <laughs> Anyone else been watching anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I've been watching a few things. Uh, Jesse, could you still not hear Cardi? <laughs> no, I can't. But you know what? I'll oh, just, I can't I'll hear just Jesse. Have to talk to you two and just what watch shame. Cardi's I'm, face as he talks. I'm going to have a have a chat then. So um, first, yeah, go on then. Uh, should point out that uh, Knives Out is out on digital now and it's coming out on Blu-ray Ooh. fairly soon. Ooh. That's something you should definitely be watching. Absolutely, it's a good film. But I've been. Watching... I enjoyed it. Yeah. We watched it together. We did. Yeah, good fun. Yeah, good fun. Um, but also, I've been watching a uh, a comedy on Channel Four called Feel Good, uh, which is really. I've really not good. heard of this. Yeah, so it's um. Do you know uh, the Canadian comedian May Martin? I've heard the name, but right. I'm not familiar. So, so she. It, so it's basically it's a bit autobiographical, 
And it's slightly, to a degree, I'd say it's a little bit like Channel 4's Fleabag. But I think it feels like it's less... (sighs) Fleabag can feel Mm. a bit sort of like overly... I don't know. There was something about Fleabag that I didn't get fully on with, whereas Feel Good I get on with a lot better. But it's basically... um, It's about... it's sort of like i guess a gay romance sort of thing but very very funny about it in a weirdly honest way because basically may martin is like an ex-drug addict um so it's sort of like her character is based around those struggles but the way that it sort of like sets up this sort of storyline it feels like incredibly honest in a way which means that the characters feel so fully fleshed out in like a single episode that like it's really really easy to get on board with them I don't sort of like it, okay. it, it's such a plot based and character based thing. I wouldn't want to explain any more than that. But I feel like if you want something that's just genuinely sort of like character led and fulfilling, like that is a really good, very funny sort of way to spend what three hours. Does that mean I have to use the Channel Four app though? Because that is so. a disgrace. Yeah, Ugh, such a bad app. Mm. You could watch Better Call Saul, though, if you don't want to watch that. That's on Netflix. That's a better better service. I did kind of tune that out of true. that season Have you been one. watching that, then? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still only watched season one of that. I enjoyed it, and for some reason I just haven't caught up. Oh, God. I will. So, season one is good of Better Call Saul, but, like, season three is incredible, but we're on, like, five now. Um, we're getting. Mm. We're definitely getting to the point where, like, he, so he's changed now. He's not Jimmy anymore. Like, he's definitely Saul Goodman, and he's gone. I think it's the interesting thing because it follows Breaking Bad in the similar sort of peaks and trough in that, like, it starts with a character that's quite sympathetic, and he's now at a point where it's like, okay, you're definitely a bit of a scumbag now. And it's yeah, he, he's kind of come over the hill a little bit now. So, like, all of the are things you that he's one doing... Of these, are you one of the people that thinks it's better than Breaking Bad? Because there are people out there. Uh I don't think it is. I think it's it's similarly got all the it's got all the elements that make Breaking Bad very good, but because mm-hmm. it follows a similar like character thread, like it is sort of like watching him become more adventurous, more risky, playing mm-hmm. more like pranks, not pranks, but sort of schemes that will get people hurt, and sort of watching okay. that descent is it's a little bit like I have already seen like walter white do this but seeing it from jimmy's perspective because there are some really really good characters in in better call Saul. like i think kim like his partner is is like one of the best characters that that show has created and like she's Ooh. as good as anything that was in breaking bad but in general i think like because you are watching a similar sort of template that breaking bad still has the edge well if you haven't got tv to watch why not do a <laughs> quiz here's a quiz inside it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt, I believe you've got an endless search for us. Uh, I have, yes. It's been sent in from who was this from? This was from Alexander Fisher. And it is an Animal Crossing themed quiz. How fitting! Exactly right. It's it's actually quite different from the sort of stuff that we'd normally have on the uh, on the endless search. So 
consider this a testing ground. Okay. So it's called Monster Crossing, and it's all about trying to guess a classic movie monster from some dialogue said by an Animal Crossing character. <laughs> oh, how I like it! It's it's a bit out there, but I'm into exactly. it. Yeah. So so it, does Barney the Dinosaur count as a classic movie monster? I mean, he's not one of the answers. But yes, Aww. it might be. So basically, imagine you are an Animal Crossing character and you've come up and you're talking to a character. I'm going to say mm-hmm. what? I'm going to read out their lines as written by Alexander. And you've got to guess what classic monster they are. Right, okay. okay. So there are five of them. So obviously, whoever gets the most points wins. Monster one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, typically I'd imagine an Animal Crossing character would just go... <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that coming up. But the text on screen is... <laughs> Ooh, ah, take a look at this blondie. It's a letter from you. It makes me so happy, sometimes I pull it out just to read it again. Any idea? Sorry? (laughs) So, so, I'm guessing in Animal Crossing, does it bold certain words that are important for the conversation? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, in this, blondie is the key thing. So, take a look at this blondie. Is it King Kong? Well done, Simon. Yeah, I was going to say. There we go. That's the problem. In, in horror media, like, female protagonist is usually blonde for some reason. <laughs> so, like, the, all, the, the... Fay Ray comes to mind, though. It should always mm. be the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> well, I've learned something new. So each one go. of the monsters has three dialogue options. So the other one would have been, I feel like singing New York's town tunes. <laughs> singing that tune <laughs> makes go. me feel alive. And then the other one is, have you heard the rumour? If I understand it right, people think Donkey and I are cousins somehow. Oh, right, okay. There we go. There we go. I, I get it now. I yeah. get it. So, Monster 2. I see you're off to save the galaxy from evil yet again. I'll be cheering for you. Um, Invader of the Body Snatcher? Is that, is that what the film's called? Whatever monster that is? Uh, the uh, galaxy. Hmm. Oh, Alien? No. Thanos? Is he a movie <laughs> monster? Classic movie monster, Thanos. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So this one. Next one. Okay, next one. I wonder what Jabba and the General would say about uh, their relationship. They seem to spend a lot of time arguing with each other. That sort of thing would wear me out. Jabba the Rancor? Heart. Yes. Cardi. The Damn Rancor. It. The Rancor. The last one. I love a good rancor, me. <laughs> I was very disappointed that in Jedi Fallen Order there wasn't a rancor to kill. Yeah, I'm surprised. There is one in uh, the, the Vader Immortal VR game that's, there is. that's mildly true. fun to play at. Yep. <laughs> uh, Monster 3. It's amazing when you find... Sorry. It's amazing what you find when you clean your room. When I saw this egg, I thought of you. Enjoy it, <laughs> Miss 8. Alien. Would that be a xenomorph? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give that to Jesse because he said alien yeah. first. Oh, but you. alien's a very general term. Well, everyone knows what you <laughs> mean when you say alien and egg, so don't be a, a piss. <laughs> okay. Still time for, 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 you know, anyone could take it. Monster 4. Some people are so inconsiderate. Don't you just hate it when someone digging wakes you from a deep sleep? Oh, um, Dracula? Nope. War of the Worlds? No. Um, okay. From a deep sleep, yeah. Frankenstein? <laughs> no. Super 8. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. That one was underground, wasn't it? Next, next dialogue line is, The other night, I went to one of K.K. Slider's shows and requested the Morgoth Mamba, and he performed it. It was amazing to hear it done live. 
Uh, I feel like I should know what a Morgoth is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Jesse doesn't. I'm actually quite disappointed that Jesse doesn't. Oh, all right, mate. Fucking oh. hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you like that I don't? No, I think you do like it as well, Cardi, but I've spoken uh, to Jesse more about it than you. Morgoth. It does ring a bell, a Morgoth. Okay. Uh, For- oh, wait. I keep thinking of the um, time machine. What are they called? No, that's They're the Murlocs. Like- no, Murlocs. That's are- it. No. That's no, Morlocks, isn't Warcraft. it? You're, you're not... Morlocks. This, yeah, this is just a guess, and I wouldn't consider them monsters. Is it, is it the Black Riders from Lord of the Rings? No. Okay. Shit. Final one. <laughs> hey, Beardy, did you see the town's new bridge? I can't wait to pass across it. Oh, that, that seems even harder than the ones before. Um, is that just a troll? What? Is <laughs> <laughs> that just a... Bridge. Uh, the town's new bridge. See, I'm. I've is got. It, I've got this in my head. That's like classic an, movie monsters. It, is it an Urukai? So, like, both of you have just said the right film. You've not caught the uh, right. Think uh, about Shelob. Is it um, Gollum? Is it Shelob? No. What think the about fuck? Shelob. Oh, right here uh, we go. Uruk-hai, I'm going to break it down. So, the first dialogue. Troll. Don't you hate it when someone digging wakes you from a deep sleep? Which fucking Lord of the Rings monster was awoken <laughs> by people digging? Oh, fucking, um, oh, don't fucking say it. Cave the one troll? Who, no, the one who kills Gandalf. No. I basically have the answer. Um, it's I, fucking... Oh, oh Mate, the give it to me right now. Balrog. Yeah, yes, Cardi. I deserve that point. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking oh, hell. That was painful, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if either of you really get it. Technically, Cardi said the word. But I, I had it first in my head, but you know what? I, I'm, we I'm, needed a lot of help there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Final one. It's hard not to get excited about the upcoming holidays, including Sacrifice Day. Sacrifice <laughs> Day. Um. Um. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that like sacrifices. <laughs> I do um, think this is, that- is the hardest one. Is that Dracula? No. Do people mm. sacrifice people to Dracula? He kind of, you don't. He kind of sacrifices people, I suppose, when yeah. he bites them. Kind well, of. They've, they've nobody's been offered. They're not. It. Yeah. Like, Mina Harker doesn't offer herself. Like it's not offered by her no. dad. That's true. Um, okay. Next one. I don't You're wanna, not wrong. <laughs> I don't want to have to live in a world where I have to eat sugar-free princesses. Princesses. Sugar free. Bowser. No, I'm joking. No. I admittedly um, do think this is the hardest one, and I don't know. There's a word that I would have included in these, but it's just not there. Right, Sugar okay. free princesses. Yeah. What uh, does that mean? <laughs> well, it's, mean, it's obvious that they sacrifice princesses to said monster, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of I, what. No, nothing's that coming is. to mind, to okay. be honest. Okay, final one. What's this? A gift for me. Oh, a severed head with a snake hair. Seems a bit far-fetched, but I'm going to stick with it. Medusa? What? So... Well, that is... (laughs) Yeah, that's that's... exactly what's going to mind, but it can't be that. Uh... Um... Alright, what... Is it an ancient Greek monster? What ancient Greek monster was the head... Hydra. ...of the Gorgon 
given you to defeat it. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking hell, this ain't working out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Minotaur? No. No. You know, just let, uh, let Cardi win. I'm just uh, gonna force Cerberus. It right now. No. Um <laughs> going for them all. <laughs> oh, the Titans. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it is one of the the monsters in Clash of the Titans. Oh Jesus that. Christ! I feel, it's uh, it's the Kraken, the big lava one. The oh, the Kraken. Kraken! There we go. Did what? I just get Krakened? Oh, uh. <laughs> I'm speechless right now. Fuck it. Alexander, oh, wow. I tried. Maybe we it was need good to fun. I like it. It was it was a different approach to it, and that's yeah. what I enjoyed. I like anyone who, who's feeling creative. So that's what I say. Uh, have we got any good creative feedback though? I believe Matt, you're first up. Am I? Let's have a look. What have I got Ooh, here? This yes. is from Jack Alaric Scott. And he says, hi, Ooh. great podcast. Thanks for recording during this weird time. It's the only thing that's keeping me sane. Something so. to do, isn't it? Something yeah. to do. <laughs> Not a question related <laughs> to a previous podcast. As most people are under lockdown for hopefully a shortish amount of time, what would you recommend as some quarantine watching, reading, etc.? Uh, something that isn't the road would be preferable. <laughs> the road is very good, though. Is you looking for something um, light-hearted, then? I don't know. Well, I would say, if you're looking for TV, we mentioned a few things there, if you haven't watched The Tiger King, if you haven't watched Better Call Saul. Mm. I would say, if you're looking for one subscription, if you don't have it already, get Now TV, because you get The Wire, you get The Sopranos, you get Bullwark Empire, you get Kirby Views, and you're getting a lot of the best shows ever made and I don't think a lot of people have now TV but that's where you get all your HBO mm. yeah, mm. yeah <laughs> in terms of reading it? yeah the thing is books a lot I realised this when we talked about books a few weeks ago like half of my favourite books are about some sort of post-apocalyptic thing <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right person yeah so one of my favourite books is uh, is a book called Station Eleven which I did realise actually starts with a massive kind of flu pandemic <laughs> awesome <It's> like, <laughs> so definitely read that maybe a year after all of this shit has happened yeah yeah to look back on the good times <laughs> um <laughs> uh Jesse feedback yeah I, I got it from a Paul Walker he says dear I sorry Paul Walker. He's back. Yeah, that, that fella. Um, he says, Dear IGN UK, this is Paul. <laughs> Doesn't get the reference at no, all there. But you know what? F- no. Oh, wait, now I do. Can, Shit. Jesse, okay. can you make sure that you read this out fast and furiously? Yes, I understood it oh, immediately. But I just didn't want to bring up someone or whatever. Fuck it. This is what, what? Paul... This What's is, going on here? Listen, I'm just, I'm just going ahead. This is what Paul says. He says, this is Paul from Pittsburgh... I just wanted to email Yins and let you know that episode four of Never Have I Ever Played The Last of Us spoke to me. Um, That's what we're trying to do with these. Speak to people. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Not only am I a sofa freak, but I also add up numbers found in real (laughs) life. I don't know what that reference is. (laughs) Was it me or Joe's a sofa freak? I don't know. I mean, both of you sitting on the sofa, so it makes sense. Um, But yeah, he he goes on to say, not only do I add up numbers found in real life, but it's not something mad like whole numbers. Instead, it's the number nine, something much more sane. Okay. Um, he says. So I think that relates to. I said I do this weird thing. Like, if I'm sitting on a tube. Uh, like, if I see. Yeah, if I see, like, a series of numbers, like the serial code for the carriage, <laughs> I'll just start adding them all up and see if it comes to a round number, like 20 or 30. Right. 
<laughs> just say normal. Listen to I an audio or something. I can't turn my brain off. But Paul Walker from Not the Fast and Furious, he says he has a question for us, and it's an important one. Which version of Football yes. Manager should I buy to pass the time? I want as many features as possible. Switch or iPad? What are the differences? Can I even get it on the iPad? I hope so. Mm. I could probably do some research, but I prefer Yin's talking about Football Manager more. <laughs> Cheers. P.S. I wrote this month back forgot about it in my draft folder but thanks to quarantine and boredom i found it um that's it's good we have dale here yeah uh, two-thirds of the I firm to talk football manager <laughs> briefly um i but if it's between i'd always go for the full he didn't, version he didn't ask for that on pc or mac but if it's between ipad exactly if it's between ipad or switch i would say ipad just because it's a lot easier like you get a bigger screen and typing is just a lot easier like it's quite annoying using yeah. analog sticks to play yeah. that game um, i'd I say the, i mean mm. the ipad version and the switch one are the same version right they're the touch one yeah i think so they're both iPad, touch yeah battery life as well so you probably better and, and yep. football managers all about and a better screen probably so you need that battery life so i'd say the ipad is out of his yeah. options is the best one yeah but you could put the Switch onto your TV if you want to play it on TV, although it doesn't look great blown up from the Switch on TV is what I found. Uh, but yeah, there we go. A little bit of Fort Manager in case people are missing it. Uh, Jesus. I've got one p- last piece of feedback. Remember, if you want to send in feedback, it's IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Let us know your, what world you want to visit in VR. Let's do that. Uh, and as usual, Always up for pick a mix talk. So I've got one here from Tom Meadows. <laughs> says Duck Hunt. Great. Duck hunt. Come on, guys. Duck join hunt. in. Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hope everyone is healthy and well. I, I think we're coping. I think we are. I hope everyone out there is as well. Says I used to work in a cinema and did the weekly stock count and reorder. I would like to point out the white chocolate buttons with sprinkles were called snowies. The milk chocolate ones were called jazzies. So actually, I used to, that is true, but I think some places do just call the white one white jazzies and not snowies. Mm. For simplicity. But, yeah. Or just but because... snowies is a nice name. I like, I like, mm. I like jazzies better. Yeah. Like, do you? Yeah, well, because mm. even a snowy is still quite jazzy because there's multiple colours on it. <laughs> That's bloody hell. Doesn't matter what they're called. Which do you prefer? You when you go up and you enjoy them, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I like. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like having, I like having a taste of some juicy lips. Those are my favourite. They're quite nice. No, no. <laughs> and you're a pervert. <laughs> also, so do you mate. <laughs> what? Uh, it's, Tom also says they're a banging little way to change up a heavily jelly-based selection. That is true. Mm. Thanks for getting an episode out through isolation. We all appreciate it on the Facebook group. That is true we enjoy doing it yeah it's a nice way it's a nice way just to talk to each other yeah it's always nice to catch up isn't it (laughs) yeah you and your lips yep (laughs) 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 um as remember ign underscore oh i forgot ign underscore uk feedback ign.com for your virtuality games and i want another pitch what would be your dream Barney the Dinosaur game? <laughs> How would you make this work? Jesus. I want pitches. I don't Great. want this to be a thing, Cardi. <laughs> yeah, I next do. podcast it's is going to be well thing. fun. 
This is what isolation does to the mind. <laughs> Juicy Lips and Barney. Well, I think Jesse, you got anything Jesse to say there, Dale? With the title of the episode, you piping up? It? Juicy Lips and Barney. <laughs> what was? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And a picture of my shed as a thumbnail. What a treat for everyone. Uh, this has been nice. Yeah. Uh, I might have some lunch. Crack good on. for Crack you, on, mate. Lad. Crack on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Right. right. Bye. See you later, then. Bye. Yeah, bye. Tell all the hunters to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. Let them run the jungle. Let them roam their land Then stand back and marvel What a beautiful cat Cause I saw a tiger Now I understand I saw a tiger Tiger saw man Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.